and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you are here today. Uh, today, I want to talk about gratitude. It's Thanksgiving week, and it's time to be thinking about all the things that you're thankful for in your life, spending time with loved ones, and hopefully enjoying a couple of days off, at least if you are here in the United States. And as we approach Thanksgiving, I was thinking a lot about gratitude. Now, I'm not a big, like, I don't know, writing a gratitude journal. I don't wake up every morning and think about all the things that I'm grateful for. Uh, that's just not how I practice gratitude. I try to live in the moment as much as possible. And, and I highly encourage you to do that too. Sometimes I can even be overcome with emotion, riding my mountain bike in these beautiful mountains of Southwest Colorado. You know, gosh, I am so lucky. I'm so lucky that I have this beautiful bike and these lovely trails and these amazing views and that my body is, is strong enough to carry me up and down these mountains. I'm so grateful and I feel alive and it's fantastic feel grateful in the mornings when my son says, mom, will you come in and cuddle with me? And I crawl next to him and he puts his head on my shoulder and we giggle about what the day is going to bring. Like, oh, I feel so grateful in those moments. And that is, I think, truly powerful. Recognizing right then and there in the moment, I am really grateful for you. I am really grateful for this situation. I am really grateful for what I have. So my number one tip for you is try to catch yourself in gratitude in those moments. That's where the good stuff happens. The other things that I'm grateful for are the hard things, the mistakes that I've made, hitting rock bottom, tough conversations, major screw ups. All of those things are probably the things that I am most grateful for in my life. And I know that sounds weird, right? Because I think some people think like, oh, bad stuff happens. I don't want to think about it uh, or it holds me back or I don't know, I, I, I live in, in regret or shame or blame. And if you can find the power of gratitude in the hard things, your life will be remarkably better. I was just having dinner with some leaders of a company that I'm advising. And we started talking about being grateful for the hard things. And I told them the story about how my mother uh, said, oh, I'm so sorry all these things happened to you when you hit rock bottom. And I told her, don't, don't be, I'm not, I'm not sorry. Yes, yes, I regret hurting people and I regret hurting myself, but I am so grateful. I am so grateful for hitting rock bottom because if I wouldn't have, I literally would not be where I am today sitting you know, here in Durango with you close to my family and running this amazing company and living this fulfilling life. I am thankful that it happened. And she paused and, and was like, really? You know, I mean, I guess I didn't look at it this way. So I was telling this group of people this story last night and we started talking about all of the hard things that they have gone through in starting up this business and the mistakes that they've made. And and we used an example of terminating an employee. They had terminated an employee recently and it didn't go very well. And they they were talking about all the things that they could have done better. And And one of the gentlemen said, this is what I'm really grateful for. I am so grateful for making this mistake because otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it and we wouldn't be brainstorming different ways to be able to do it and learning from you and 
I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for, for, for screwing it up because I know that we're going to do better next time. That is so powerful. So powerful. Another example is feedback. We all should be really grateful for feedback, even though sometimes it stings. The hardest piece of feedback that I've ever received was from a former employee who told me, you think that you're being a disruptive CEO, changing all these things and your story inspires people, but really you're just erratic. And really, sometimes you just let your ego run your life. Now, you can imagine how painful that was, how shocking that was, right? And as I sat there and talked through the issues that we were having, it took everything in me not to cry, but I had to keep it together. And I went home later that night and I told my husband about it and I, I was filled with imposter syndrome. Like maybe I just am not good enough to do this job. Maybe I'm a shitty leader and I shouldn't be a CEO. And he was like, stop it. You're being crazy. You're a great CEO. Do you make mistakes? Yes. Do sometimes you move fast? Yes. But don't let this feedback make you feel like you're not a great leader. Take the good from it and then leave the rest. And after I got a good night's sleep that night, I thought long and hard about this piece of feedback. And I decided that there was some truth to some of the things that he was saying. I definitely love to move fast. I've been accused of shiny object syndrome, which I hate because it makes me feel like people think I'm a bimbo or dead. It's like, ooh, shiny object, you know, let's go play with that. And uh, that is not how I am, but I am an, an idea person. I love ideation and I love taking risks and trying new things. And I'm not afraid to pivot and change directions. And sometimes I, I could see how that could feel erratic to people. And so I vowed right then and there, I was going to have a very clear plan. I was going to cut back on the number of initiatives we were working on so we could be successful, that we would have a disciplined process and how we would bring new initiatives into our strategic plan and that I would remain cool, calm, and collected, unflappable. And I took that feedback and I have woven it into all of my leadership style, all of my leadership effort. And I have been rewarded with feedback of, you are so easy to talk to. You're so easy to give feedback to. Man, a couple of years ago, you would have gotten upset by that, but now you just helped me work through the issue. And we're being very disciplined in executing our strategy and people are feeling less stressed about it. It's been very rewarding. And so I am so grateful for that horrible piece of feedback. Like it hurt. It felt like a thousand tiny knives were just like slicing me open, hitting every single one of my trigger buttons and everything that I feel insecure about. But instead of letting it take me down or blaming him or any of those things, I took the gift from it and said, I, I can make some changes. I can be a better leader. I can take this kind of feedback and turn it into something good and be grateful for it. So as you are thinking about what you're grateful for, whether it's Thanksgiving uh, where you are in the U.S. or outside around the world, it's really good to pause and think, am I being grateful in the moment? Am I appreciating the gift that every moment can give to me and putting that out there and feeling it? And when the hard things happen, when I get the tough feedback, when I make a mistake, when something bad happens, can I find the gift in that too? Can I find the gratitude for the difficulty, for the adversity to have to overcome because I know that I'm going to be better for it? So hopefully that is inspiring for you uh, on this Thanksgiving week. 
Now on to my question of the week. So my question of the week comes from a young woman, a brand new manager who uh, heard me speak at a virtual event a couple of weeks ago and she reached out wanting some advice. And she asked me, please tell me two books that I should read if I want to be really great at managing people. And I love this question because as you all know, I love to read. And I have two fantastic books that I think everybody should read. Every leader, every manager should read and use the skills that you learn, use the tools you learn in these books. So the first one is First Break All the Rules by Marcus Buckingham. It's uh, put out by the Gallup organization. It's probably, oh God, I don't know, 20 years old. I've been doing this for 15 years and it was one of the first management books that I read. Anyway, it is a game changer. It is all about how you build your team around their strengths rather than trying to improve their weaknesses and how you make sure that they feel heard, they've been given feedback on their performance, uh, how they have the tools to do their jobs. It's really a fantastic book if you want to be a great manager. Read First Break All the Rules. The second one is Radical Candor by Kim Scott. I love this book. I'm a big believer in feedback. And the better you can give feedback, the more effective leader you are going to be. And Radical Candor is all about uh, courageous conversations, saying, I care enough about you to have this direct conversation rather than ignoring it or beating around the bush or saying it softly because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or talking behind somebody's back and being manipulative. It's really about courageous conversation. And so those are the two books that I gave her to read. And if you haven't read them, I highly recommend putting them on your reading list because they are fantastic leadership books. They're game changers. I go back to them time and time again. All right. That's this week's episode. I hope you have a lovely Thanksgiving wherever you are in the world. Uh, it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving uh, for you to still give thanks. And I hope you spend this week doing that. Take care. I'll see you all next week for the next episode of Reflect Forward. Thanks. Oh, yeah. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please go in and like it. Write me a review. Rate it. Subscribe to it. Like it. Share it. All of those things. I would so greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much. See you next week.